Hey, and thanks for tuning back into 100 Questions with Jess. We are obviously still on the dating list, trying to get through those 100 questions. Well, I think it's like 10 or 15 in the dating stage. And then we're moving into the more relationship and maybe marriage or something. I don't know. So it's definitely going to get deep. (laughs) But right now we're still in the puppy love, dating, figuring out kind of space. But I still feel the types of questions are not like the usual ones, which is why I think this list is really interesting because we're starting out with bucket lists and your adventures and regrets and hardest life lessons to learn and dream jobs and all of those questions, childhood memories. (laughs) Well, today's question is, what would you consider your greatest success? I think we can almost tie that into some of the other questions because define success. Mm. When I think of it, I'm a, I immediately have like hashtag success mindset, grit, doing it all, <laughs> agile work environment, having six digit income at least, I don't know, something. But for some people, success could be something really small, like you come from a place where you're like, you know what, I just don't want to be poor. I grew up poor. I just kind of want to like live a normal life. <laughs> Maybe that's already it. Or your success could also be, I want to be a great parent. I want to have three, four kids, and I want to see them all grow up, do sports or pageants or all kinds of things. And that's how you define success. Which, just like with the purpose in life, success, so what happens when you succeed? (laughs) Or if plans change, were you still successful if you changed your goal or purpose in the midst of it all? I don't know. I keep on gravitating to the fact that I think I know what I want. (laughs) And it changes as experiences come along, the people I meet, the jobs I have, the people I work with, family, or if you have children or a child. Like in this case, you know, they do change a lot about you and how you live and and what you thought was important in life. I mean, just take this and this this could be this could be controversial, which (laughs) if two single parents were on a date, this could definitely be a really interesting question, though, how people discipline their children. So let me tell you, I was in the military and um just like most people there, everybody was laughing about like when the, when there were a bunch of like Puerto Rican Dominicans about the chancla and, and the bamboo stick and the black people, hello, the belt. And um, everybody has something, a story of getting beat or hit or punished or it's just all so bad. But what do we do nowadays? We talk it out. So I always thought, well, obviously, yeah, you have to learn and that's what you do and that's what punishment looks like. But as soon as I became a parent, I realized that's not even who I am and that's not my style. And every child is different. Every child is different. I have a very like more emotional child. <laughs> if, if I would just give the indication of that's what's happening, he would probably have nightmares. <laughs> But that's a whole nother story. Even though this whole idea of dating questions for single parents, I should probably write that down. Every time I say write that down, I have to laugh because my mom's husband 
um, he has this thing, or they have this thing, where he used to be like, write that down. I think it has to do with some story in Vegas. I am not sure, but every time I say it, I have to think of the exact way my mom tells the story of how he says, write that down. And I'm not even sure if I've ever heard him say that like that before. Do you get that? Like, you say something and you realize someone in your family or circle of friends says that a lot, and now you ended up saying it maybe even the exact same way. I'm, I'm, I'm cracking up, but success, I think, and nowadays people are not afraid to talk about failure and how failure is important to learn and to succeed. I work for a tech company and, um, and failing is really important. You fail and you fail hard, maybe not hard, but fail fast so you don't waste a lot of time down something that might not be important, might not work, uh, or whatever, whatever. And um, from all these experiments and trying things out, you'll find the right thing. I am really passionate. And I've taken the deeper signals personality test. I love personality tests. And we've taken that one with work. And I liked it because it didn't just say you're an extrovert, you're an introvert, you're intuitive, or whatever, whatever. It actually brought out real traits like passion passion is one of the top three traits that I have I'm super passionate but then it tells you with your passion where do you lie are you are you balanced because with every passion is a core risk and my core risk is intensity being intense and as soon as I read that in my report I realized that's me 100% I can get so intense. It can either be intimidating or people are like, why are you asking so many questions? Like, why are you just like so pushy about something? Um, or maybe even impulsive because I just want to do it. I want to achieve it. Right. And I I feel like a lot of impatience comes with that when you're passionate and you're really intense, intensely passionate <laughs> because you just want to achieve your goal. But just like going to the fitness studio you know you go to planet fitness you work out three times for one week and you're like i don't have that ass i want to (laughs) have well obviously you went to the gym for one week it's not gonna work like that and i realized i'm i'm gonna be 35 this year in october and i used to love saying and i still say it and my boyfriend laughs all the time uh, I say I have really great genes. I have great genetics. My dad used to like bodybuild and has like really good muscular structure. He's like 60 or in his 60s and he still looks great. <laughs> and I'm like, I have great genes because a lot of times it really only takes a few workouts, like a few weeks. Like if I did the insanity workout, which I love doing, I did it right after like the six weeks after my C-section when I had my son nine years ago for the first time. And I usually do like the first phase what is like the first four weeks or so. And then there's like a slow week. And after that, it kind of drops off. But I get so into it. And I, I notice the change immediately. I feel how everything's tight and great. But I've I've had a very sedentary lifestyle, especially working remote. I don't have to walk inside of the office anywhere. I don't have to walk to my office space like before. It's like a huge building. I had to walk across the whole building, upstairs, downstairs. It was super far to the parking lot. Like at least I was walking a little bit. Now I get up in the morning, bathroom, kitchen, desk. And then I got to make sure I get up often enough. (laughs) So I really do need to go to the gym to 
stay like mentally alert and fit and keep things tight. But uh, because I always say that, I have great genetics. I always relied on it. Yeah, in my 20s, that was really easy. But I'm starting to notice. I'm like, ew, there's some like places in my legs, even though they kind of look nice. At least that's what people tell me. But um, I'm like, it's jiggly sometimes. <laughs> or it just doesn't look the way I remember it looked like a few years ago, maybe even two, three years ago. And it takes so much more work. I do go to the gym twice a week. Uh, whenever possible, sometimes three, but um, I have to get back into the routine. There's just a lot of things going on right now, but um, I just got back from the gym, which is why I have immense energy. <laughs> I feel great. Rush. Um, and uh, I'm so annoyed because I'm like, can you see it? This ass is looking really good again. And he's like, it's the, my boyfriend's like, it doesn't, it doesn't work that fast. It, it, it doesn't. I'm like right here, just one muscle. <laughs> And it's hilarious. And I wouldn't say I have a super balanced diet, but I do watch what I eat because I do like yummy stuff. And yummy stuff doesn't just mean like pizza and burgers. I do love pizza, but I really also like a really good salad and, and stuff. So I I just like really yummy food. And a lot of times greasy food is like more like energy cravey food, but it doesn't taste like a lot. So that's why I'm saying I do like a lot of stuff, but I feel like I tend to go to a lot of carbs. Like my job is like takes more brain work than physical work like most people nowadays. So I do eat carbs. I really like carbs. And uh, I try, I, I incorporate veggies at least for dinner. It's always like in there. And uh, mornings, usually oatmeal and whatever for lunch depends. Leftover salad, soup, something. But there's never really that much protein, like quality protein. I'm like, okay, I really need that protein if I want to build it back up. Not sure what you might want to build up. But this is something that could go into this question, right? Greatest success. I think one of the times I felt really, really successful uh, was when I decided to join the military. I was really scared. I've never been physically super fit. Like I always looked very athletic because I did walk a lot and hike and, and do all those kinds of things, but not like team sport. I tried it a few times. Like you might want to listen into my other podcast, German Chocolate, Life of a Mixed Girl, All Black People Can Sing, <laughs> because I think it's episode five or six. I um, do talk about all the little things I tried and where people thought I'm probably going to succeed because of my genetics. So really interesting tune in if you'd like and the first thing definitely was the military I was scared I was like I can't do a push-up like for whatever for if my life depended on it I really don't like sit-ups and listen I have a long upper body and it's just like people with really long arms have a hard time doing push-ups and people with long upper bodies have a hard time doing sit-ups because you can't just like bounce because it's just way heavier, it's so it doesn't work. And I really don't like running so much. Walking, I can walk all day, and I walk super fast, so that's not a problem. But I was, I first had to fail. Actually, this is a great story of failure before success. I, uh, I was in boot camp, and I was trying to go really, really hard. Intensity came back, and passion intense. I wanted to do it. And... um one day running at like five in the morning, I noticed something was wrong with my hip and I just couldn't. 
But I felt like if I stopped, it hurt more. So I'd stop, and then when I wanted to walk, I knew it wasn't good. But I didn't want to say anything because people that got hurt got sent home. And a lot of people just pretended to be hurt because they just couldn't take it. And I'm not a quitter. So it was really hard for me to admit. So it took another day. And I was like, I got to go to the hospital. And they were like, well, good day. Your stubbornness. Uh, you let go of it because if you would have waited another half day, you would have fractured your hip completely. It would have broken. It would have just snapped. And then I would have had screws in my right hip. So it was a really intense stress fracture. And they're like, you got you, you to gotta go home, rest a little bit. And um, I was scared. So I came home and I, I researched all the things I have to do for bone health. And I bought a whole bunch of cashew nuts and mixed nuts. And I drank nothing but Fiji water and took care of myself. And when I got back, they said, wow, I've, I've like never seen anything like that healing so fast. But you do have to go to the rehabilitation unit. And usually people start at phase one. I was like, I don't want to be part of all this. I want to I wanna go back in. So he, he made an exception so I didn't have to start at phase one, which was swimming, and, and it takes forever to go to phase two. Like, you know, water aerobics to not put too much stress on your injury. And um, when I came in, it was really hard because people were, were hating on me to come in in phase two when they were kind of sitting in phase one. But I'm a fighter. <laughs> And I trained, I trained hard, so hard to get back in. And it was around Christmas. So then I had to go back home for Christmas break. And right after I took the test and I was so much better than even before my injury, I maxed out my push-ups and I maxed out my run. Set up still, it is what it is. I wasn't really focusing on that, but I'm like, I'm not super competitive in like team sport, but I'm like. I bet you I can do more. They're like, just do five. I'm like, I'll do 10, even if I can't. And then I'm like, now I have to do it. <laughs> or at least get close. Oh, sometimes it's crazy. So when I graduated, I, I really wanted to keep it up. So I signed up for the, for the Y and the gym and everything. And I felt so good not only being able to go through boot camp and military police school, but to really succeed physically in a way I always thought I couldn't. I always felt really dorky. Like I tried cheerleading and hip hop and like all the stuff I, I talk about in the other podcast, as I said. But I felt successful. I've uh, also another story of almost failure. I went to school for traditional Chinese medicine in Orlando at uh, FCIM. I did four of my six semesters and I was going through um, a divorce with my ex-husband and I had a one-year-old child at the time and I was going to school full-time and I had to make a big decision and I decided to move back to Germany to be with family and figure things out. So I only missed two semesters before I was going to be able to graduate with a master's in um, traditional Chinese medicine to be an acupuncturist and go for my license. And I thought it was going to be really easy to just continue that in Germany because there's like a loophole hole in the law and you can kind of just take a, a test, a licensure, and you can practice it. But because anybody can technically go for the test, it doesn't matter if they fail or not, there was like a two-year wait list. So I was like, what am I going to do? I was like, well, at least let me get my bachelor's. So it's the closest somewhere I can do online. So as I was working, I got my bachelor's in health science. I really wanted to do psychology, but somebody was like, well, what are you going to do with psychology? I was like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so interested in it, though. 
so years later, so yes, I did get my bachelor's um, with my having my baby and working. And then two and a half years ago, I, I was passionately burning for psychology. And I was like, I need to do something. This is what I love and what I do. I'm interested in personality and behavior. So I went to grad school to get my master's in psychology. And it was tough. You can ask my family, my son. And um, I'm actually really upset. I was so excited to walk because throughout these two years, there was always like a capella and like some other university commercials on TV. And it was always like a single parent, like a man or a woman with a child. And they're just like working and at night doing like schoolwork and they're telling their child like it'll be fine, almost over. And then the kid is like in the crowd and is cheering the parent on. I was like, that's going to be you when I'm done. And we never got to do it. So, I mean, I don't know if they open up, if, if I'll go in August, because now it's already so long ago <laughs> that I graduated in January this year. So I'm not sure if I should. But I I cried so much. I mean, my boyfriend once came home from work or the gym, and I've spent like four hours trying to do a data analysis in the, my statistics software for my thesis and I had to turn something in like soon and I wasn't getting anywhere just circles and he walked in and I just cried <laughs> I cried so many times and it was so many late nights and tired at work sometimes on like Wednesdays because turn-ins were always on Tuesday and I did it and I'm proud of myself I uh, currently also live in like uh, north northern greater Orlando area, uh, I bought a house. So I think I didn't think that was gonna be something I was ever gonna do because I'm more like an apartment condo high rise type of person. But uh, I did it all by myself, <laughs> and I I feel like I feel uncomfortable saying all these things because I'm not like a bragger. But I think it is important to not be. I wouldn't say a lot of people say humble and it's okay. I'm I think I'm I'm humble, but I do I am proud that I did it and I realize sometimes speaking up really helps because it I hear from other people just all the things you did. Every time I think I don't have time to do something like if Jess was able to do it, get your ass up and do it. So if it's motivating to you that I was a single mom working full time and going to school full time to get my uh, master's degree go for it. And if you just like, girl, just whatever, we all do what we got to do, then that's fine too. Because I do tell people that all the time. I do say, I have no choice. I have to take care of my kid. I, I, I have to make sure that money is coming in. And I like bettering myself. I don't, we talked about regret already, like really early on in the early episodes. And I don't like regretting anything. And even though I obviously have quit things in my life, relationships, um, sport. <laughs> I think, I don't know what it would have been like if my mom would have always said I had to finish the season. I was like, oh, this is like, I can't do this. I don't like it. This is uncomfortable. Um, but I really try not to. I think relationships is, is the hardest though, because it's so hard to tell when it, when it is time to quit something or when it's just a, a rough patch. Like when is it just a rough patch and when do you realize no? I think I'm I'm learning that right now and hopefully soon I can measure success. But what would I measure that? That's something I'm trying to master not to run. I might have talked about this before, but the song from Ariana Grande POV in the second verse, she's like, um, 
I'm getting used to receiving. I'm still getting good at not leaving. I first didn't realize that she really said it like that, still getting good at not leaving. And my boyfriend was like, did you hear that she say still getting good at not leaving? Not just like, I'm like good now, you know, I'm not leaving. And um, I've always been a runner. I, I like think about stuff and then I'm like, okay, I'm trying to analyze it and I'm like, okay, I'm out. This is, this is not working. This is not healthy or this is not good. Um, but how do you measure it? By how many years together you're together with someone? By how you feel, but how do you measure feelings? So how do you measure success in a relationship and can you even measure it? I would say, I don't know. Let's talk about it. It's really interesting. It's something that I'm curious and interested in because I love personality and human behavior and why we act the way we act and do what we do instincts or how we grew up and that's why my thoughts circle around things like that a lot and I'm in love with love and people loving and and making it work but in a good way not because they just decided well we've been together 10 years why should we break up it's comfortable but because it works and one day I think a type of research I would love to do is to interview a bunch of people that have made it work for a long time, that are happy that after 10, 20, 30 years, they're still giggling and holding hands. And I know everybody always wants to know what the secret recipe is. And I don't think there is one because we're all so different, but I still want to know. It's all still good energy. And surrounding yourself with good energy and optimism is important. And on that note, I'm over on time again. <laughs> Jeez, I'm glad it's not a Zoom meeting. <laughs> and I don't have to run to the next but thank you for listening. And if you want to talk about this topic, Twitter, Instagram, just go check out the post with the question, greatest success, and drop a comment. Let's talk about it. And next episode segment, I might bring it up. So go for it. Bye.